The Thinker as Poet by Martin Heidegger. Way and weighing, style and saying, on a single walk are found. Go bear without halt, question and default, on your single pathway bound. When the early morning light quietly grows above the mountains, the world's darkening never reaches the light of being. We are too late for the gods, and too early for being. Being's poem, just begun, is man, to head toward a star, this only. To think is to confine yourself to a single thought that one day stands still like a star in the world's sky. When the little wind wheel outside the cabin window sings in the gathering thunderstorm, when thought's courage stems from the bidding of being, then destiny's language thrives. As soon as we have the thing before our eyes and in our hearts an ear for the word, then thinking prospers. Few are experienced enough in the difference between an object of scholarship and a matter of thought. If in thinking there were already adversaries and not mere opponents, then thinking's case would be more auspicious. When through a rent in the rain-clouded sky, a ray of the sun suddenly glides over the gloom of the meadows, we never come to thoughts. They come to us. That is the proper hour of discourse. Discourse cheers us to companionable reflection. Such reflection neither parades polemical opinions, nor does it tolerate complacent agreement. The sail of thinking keeps trimmed hard to the wind of matter. From such companionship, a few perhaps may rise to be journeymen in the craft of thinking, so that one of them, unforeseen, may become a master. When in the early summer lonely narcissi bloom hidden in the meadow, and the rock rose gleams under the maple, the splendor of the simple, only image formed keeps the vision, yet image formed rests in the poem. How could cheerfulness stream through us if we wanted to shun sadness? Pain gives of its healing power where we least expect it. When the wind, shifting quickly, grumbles in the rafters of the cabin and the weather threatens to become nasty, there are three dangers that threaten thinking. The good and thus wholesome danger is the nighness of the singing poet. The evil and thus keenest danger is thinking itself. It must think against itself, which it can only seldom do. The bad and thus muddled danger is philosophizing. When on a summer's day the butterfly settles on the flower and, wings closed, sways with it in the meadow breeze, all our heart's courage is the echoing response to the first call of being 
which gathers our thinking into the play of the world. In thinking, all things become solitary and slow. Patience nurtures magnanimity. He who thinks greatly must err greatly. When the mountain brook in a night's stillness tells of its plunging over the boulders, the oldest of the old follows behind us in our thinking, and yet it comes to meet us. That is why thinking holds to the coming of what has been, and is remembrance. To be old means to stop in time at that place where the unique thought of a thought train has swung into its joint. We may venture to step back out of philosophy into the thinking of being as soon as we have grown familiar with the provenance of thinking, when in the winter night's snowstorms tear at the cabin, and one morning the landscape is hushed in its blanket of snow, thinking saying would be stilled, in its being only by becoming unable to say that which must remain unspoken. Such inability would bring thinking face to face with its matter. What is spoken is never, and in no language, what is said. That a thinking is ever and suddenly, whose amazement could fathom it? When the cowbells keep tinkling from the slopes of the mountain valley where the herds wander slowly, the poetic character of thinking is still veiled over where it shows itself. It is for a long time like the utopism of a half-poet intellect. But the poetry that thinks is in truth the topology of being. This topology tells being the whereabouts of its actual presence. When the evening light, slanting into the woods somewhere, bathes the tree trunks in gold, singing and thinking, are the stem's neighbor to poetry. They grow out of being and reach into its truth. Their relationship makes us think of what Holderlin sings of the trees of the woods. And to each other they remain unknown, so long as they stand, the neighboring trunks. Forests spread, brooks plunge, rocks persist, mist diffuses. Meadows wait, springs well, winds dwell, blessing muses.